Welcome everybody to the podcast today for October 2nd, 2000. It's November. God damn it. You know what? Let's keep going. November 2nd, 2016. In the last week or so, Nintendo did not announce, but it was reported that they had unfortunately ended production on the Wii U, which is not surprising, mostly because they're releasing a new console in March, and they're not selling very many of the one they have. And they have the 3DS. They want to sell 3DSs. They don't care about Wii U's anymore. Wii U's are sunk costs for them. And they are abandoning it for, for greener pastures, hopefully. But I figured with what is basically the death of the console, there is still one more game to be released on that system. That is Breath of the Wild, which is also being released on the Nintendo Switch. I figured I go through my five favorite Wii U games because I figure in like five years time when people look back on the Wii U this much maligned little system which sold a little over 13 million units and which you know not a lot of people bought not a lot of people cared about for most people it might as well not have existed I think in five years time when people look back on this system people will go god that had a lot of great games and fair enough, it, it wasn't supported by third parties for most of its existence. It had fairly considerable third party support at the start. Most of like the FIFAs and Assassin's Creeds and and Call of Duties made it onto the system. They were downgraded ports, but nonetheless, they still made it onto the system. But like first party Nintendo games on this system, they, there's a lot of really, really, really good ones. I'm going to go through my top five and then throw out some honorable mentions and also talk about games I still haven't played on this, this damn console because... There's a lot of games, and there's only so much time. And you can only put 240 hours into Mario Maker once, and like 60 hours into Splatoon. I think it's more than 60, I think it's closer to 90. It's 60 hours into Mario Kart. I'm spoiling my own list. The first game I want to talk about is a game that, that people just don't give enough credit, and I want people to give it more credit. Because people give out that this game is not Mario Galaxy, people give out that it's not Mario 64, and it's just like, that defeats the purpose, because this game is fantastic. I'm talking about Super Mario 3D World which is the kind of spin-off, the upgraded spin-off of Super Mario 3D Land, which was released on the 3DS, and is a tremendous game in its own right. But this is a better game than that in every regard. It takes everything that game does well and just does it even better. It just scales it up into lovely, beautiful, gorgeous HD because that, that's one of the main things about the Wii U as a system. Like Nintendo and HD, they have these bright, colourful, beautiful games. And when you scale them up to look in the, the best screen resolution possible, I, I'm not really a frames per second kind of guy, unless the frame rate drops below like 30 and then it becomes a stuttering mess. Then you kind of, then I'm like, all right, I'll give out about, you know, frame rate problems. But like the difference between 30 and 60 frames to me doesn't make a difference. The difference between 30 and, say, 15, that does make a difference. Because games running at 15 frames per second doesn't work. But I've gone into, on, off on a tangent about frame rate. Super Mario 3D World is a, a an astoundingly inventive game. It does so many things so well. And it takes the core Mario gameplay. It kind of combines 3D and 2D Mario into a single experience. Because it's not quite the open plan Mario game you get with, like, say, Super Mario Sunshine or Super Mario 64. And it's not quite like the 2D linear game that you get with, say, a, a new Super Mario Bros. game. It's a little bit of both. But the game is chock full of ideas. The multiplayer is one of the most fun local multiplayer games I think ever made. I'm not even exaggerating there. If you get like two or three people on a couch playing that game, it's so much fun. Particularly two people. Me and Ed played most of that game together, Brother Ed. And... Oh, it's so much fun. It is ridiculously fun. And you can throw each other off cliffs and, and mess with each other. It's great fun. So that's Super Mario 3D World. One of the most inventive Mario games. There are just ideas coming out of every single seam in that game. The next one is is 
kart racing perfection. It's Mario Kart 8. And th these are in no particular order, by the way. I'm just listing the top five. I'm, I'm not one for, well, I am one for ranking things, but this is not that list. It's just, it's just five games that I think are the, the best five games in the system in no particular order, just the order I happen to say them with my mouth. But Mario Kart 8 is like, because every time that Nintendo released a Mario Kart game, it is better than the one that came before it. That is the general rule of Mario Kart. Like, Mario Kart Wii, well, actually, I, nearly. Because I don't think Mario Kart Wii is better than Double Dash. But 7 is better than everything that came before that. And then 8 is better than the, everything that came before that again. And once again, takes that step up into HD. But, oh, that game just plays so brilliantly. It's, it's, it's picture perfect. It's fast, it's quick, it's engaging. Like, you fall off the track, you're back on the track. It's it's not slow, it's not cumbersome in any way. It's like, it's a proper racing game. It's just speed and adrenaline and hitting each other with freaking red shells from acute angles and you're super proud of yourself. Or green shells, even. Red shells are automatic, they home. Is, can home be used like that? Either way, who cares about me versus the English language? Green shells. When you throw a green shell from a, an, an implausible angle and you hit somebody and you're like, look how great I am at throwing things. And it's just so much fun. It is just such a fun game, and the, the level of polish there is is wonderful. People might give out of the battle mode, and that is fair. The battle mode is very lame in that game. I'm, I've never been one for battle mode, but if you are, I can understand why that would be a disappointment, because it is it is very lame. It's borderline unplayable. Maybe that'll be one of the things they fix in Mario Kart 8.5 for the Nintendo Switch. Who knows if that's going to be what it's called. It won't be called 8.5. It'll be called like Mario Kart 8 for Nintendo Switch or something, because I'm fairly certain it's not Mario Kart 9, and that will be coming sometime probably in the next four years or they might get rid of mario kart and institute nintendo kart that's what i want them to do because that's kind of what they did for parts of mario kart or they might keep the name mario kart for like branding purposes because it's one of their biggest franchises take the core idea of it being nintendo kart bring all those characters in just make it fun super smash kart for nintendo switch up next is the only shooting game i have ever played that I kind of like, and that's Splatoon. The reason, the reason I like Splatoon is because you can shoot the ground and you're contributing to the success of your team. That is my kind of shooting game where accuracy is not a prerequisite, and I'm on board for that. Not only is the game full of color and charm, it's like a, a early 2000s skater vibe, that kind of what would seem like cringy and annoying culture probably at the time, but it's almost like charming now in 2016. It's like, ah, oh, look at it. It has that charming kind of like punk rock, I'm a skater dude vibe to it. And it works. It it, it weirdly works. It's full of personality and charm. It, it's become a huge thing in Japan. They, they have latched onto Splatoon in Japan like there's no tomorrow. And if you are ever in the hours of the day where you're playing Splatoon or hours of the night, which is more likely, where you're playing Splatoon and there is an abundance of Japanese players, you might as well just give up. They are very good at that game. They are stupidly good at that game. Curse them and how good they are at Splatoon. And I'm not. I'm ugh. no. I'm not good at Splatoon. I shouldn't even qualify that. I'm not. I'm not good at any game. But still, Splatoon, wonderful, fantastic game. And they'll hopefully make sequels. And again, they'll be releasing Splatoon 1.5 or whatever they'll call it for the Switch. And everyone will be happy because it's a great game and people should really, really play it. Next up was a, a spin-off, and rarely you get spin-offs that are worthwhile, though I te technically I suppose Super Mario Bros. was a spin-off, the original, because there was the original Mario Bros., which was again a spin-off of Donkey Kong. So, yeah, I was about to say you rarely get spin-offs that turn out to be pretty good, but I suppose it happens all the time, especially in the Mario series. Mario Kart's a spin-off. What am I talking about? Ignore everything I say. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, that's the game I'm talking about next, which I love it. I wanted that game so much when it was released. In fact, recently I bought a Captain Toad plushie. I paid a princely sum of $30 for it. Totally worth it. And I would probably have paid more. 
But nonetheless, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is this weird kind of puzzle game where you play as Toad, Captain Toad, and he has so much money in his backpack, he is such a greedy Toad that he cannot jump. So you have to navigate levels, avoiding enemies, plucking turnips out of the ground and throwing them at people, uh, and collecting treasure. And they're just weird little puzzle boxes. And it's it's such like an unconventional platformer, because it's still at its core kind of a platformer, it's a platformer puzzle game. But it's it's so charming. Oh, I, I, I wanted to play it until I could never play games again. And I really hope it's a franchise they continue, because like they're, they're using assets they use for the Super Mario 3D World game. It's not that huge of a like investment sink, I don't think. I think they can churn that game out relatively cheaply as a spin-off of another game reusing assets. And I, I love when they when companies do that and it works. Like like Legends of the Majora's Mask just takes the assets of Ocarina of Time, just uses them in a really, 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 really weird way. And this takes the assets of Super Mario 3D World. Because in Super Mario 3D World there are a number of Captain Toad levels upon which this game expands takes those assets and makes something really unique and really fun and something that's just you can't really play on any other system it looks gorgeous it's super super charming toad is adorable i want to hug him until the end of time and it's just it's just a great game it's a great game and last on my list of top five wii u games that you should buy if you were to get a wii u i don't know why you get a wii u because the console is being discontinued but maybe to play these games because the Switch is probably not going to be backward compatible. Last one is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which is the hardest game on this list. Because while Mario games are generally quite forgiving, you know, they give you plenty of lives and Mario has kind of this, this floaty arc to his jump that allows you to control it and adjust it in the air. Whereas Donkey Kong is heavy. He is a, a, a monkey. He's pretty heavy. So, so if you miss your jump, he just sinks. He doesn't hover in the air for a second, you know, give you time to, to realize your mistake and, and adjust. Nah, he just sinks to the floor and you're dead. You will hear that da -da 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 sound over and over again when you play this game. Unless you're like good at games, then I suppose you might not hear it that often. But I heard it over and over again when I played this game because I'm not good at games and this game is hard. But it's so good. It is the, the one of the most like precise, thoughtfully made platformers I think I've ever seen, especially 2D platformers, because 2D games are kind of hard. When you have three, a 3D world with a 3D environment, you can do more things with that. But when you have like a side-scrolling 2D game, there's only a certain amount of ways you can kind of interact with that environment, and they come up with pretty much every single one possible. Like the level of variety and the level of, of like just quality that oozes through that game. It looks fantastic. It has an amazing soundtrack, a mind-blowingly good soundtrack. I'm always baffled as to how often Nintendo can churn out games with just quality soundtracks over and over again. And they're different soundtracks. Like, like I'm playing Paper Mario Color Splash at the moment and like it just has so many good pieces of music. And Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is no exception. That has one of the better soundtracks of any game on the Wii U. If you want five more games, you could play Super Mario Maker which I've sunk an unnatural amount of hours into, and realistically, it, it should probably be in that top five. Yoshi's Willy World, which is charming and adorable in every way imaginable. The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD, which I only didn't include because it was a port of a GameCube game, so it's not like an original Wii U game, but it's phenomenal, it's the best Zelda game. Paper Mario Color Splash, which I'm about 20 hours into and I love. And New Super Mario Bros. U, because that doesn't get enough credit for just how good a platformer it is. And like, I still have to play Bayonetta 2, or The Wonderful 101, or Pikmin 3, or Xenoblade Chronicles X, all of which are, are hugely critically acclaimed games. This system, I think it'll be remembered as a system just had, just had an abundance of great first party games. 
and a couple of really good third-party ones like the LEGO City games and LEGO games in general. LEGO games are fun games. But yeah, that is my top five Wii U games plus some other Wii U games you should probably play if you want to play a Wii U. Or if they release ports of any of these on the NX, like I didn't even mention Smash here. Or, or Twilight Princess HD or New Super Luigi. Or Kirby and the Rainbow Paintbrush. There, there's just so many games. There's so many games. It's what you missed out if you didn't buy a Wii U. The rest of the world that aren't the 13 odd million people that actually bought one. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for the TWS Network. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Gary Kidney, G-A-O-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.